you're listening to the Miss McBookworm podcast, a place for Christian women who write fiction to tell God's big story through our smaller ones. Hi, I'm Vanessa Davis Griggs, and I'm going to be reading from my novel. It's called Redeeming Waters. So I'm really excited about this one. This one is based on or inspired by the story of David and Bathsheba. So I'm going to start from, I'm going to read the prologue and one chapter, but they're very short because I'm one who believes that when you write, you should write short chapters. (laughs) So prologue, and the scripture is, and he shall be as the light of the morning when the sun riseth, even a morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Second Samuel 23, 4. It was summertime. School was out, and with sky-high temperatures reaching near 100 degrees, even the bees appeared to be chilling out from the smothering heat. Ten years old, Brianna and Elena were outside on the long-covered front porch playing a game of Monopoly, the board type, not something electronic like all the other children their age normally played. Brianna's father, Amos Wright, didn't believe children should stay cooped up in the house watching television and playing video games all day. Brianna didn't mind. She liked being outside. On the other hand, Brianna's mother, Diane, would have preferred her daughter do things inside, especially on scorching hot days like this. Around midday, suddenly and unexpectedly, dark clouds rolled in. Girls, it looks like it's going to rain. You probably need to come inside now, Brianna's mother said as she stood holding the front door open. We're on the porch, Mother, Brianna said. We won't get wet on the porch. Well, if it starts lightning, I want you to come in the house immediately. Do you understand me? Yes, ma'am, Brianna and Elena said in such a perfect unison that it sounded like one voice. Older people sure are funny when it comes to rain, Brianna said after her mother closed the front door. Elena loosely shook the two white dice around in her hand, threw them on the board, rolling a double three, automatically garnering herself another turn. I know, Elena said as she counted out loud and advanced her wheelbarrow six spaces. Boardwalk, she said with obvious disappointment. Yes, Brianna said, picking up her title deed card to that property. Let's see now. With two houses, you owe me $600. Brianna held out her hand for payment. Elena slowly counted out the money, leaving her with only a small amount of money to play with. It's a good thing I'm close to passing go and collecting $200, Elena said. I just hope I don't land on any of your other properties on my next roll or this game will pretty much be over. $200 more or not. The rain started pouring down and then the sun just as quickly came out, brightly lighting up the sky even as the rain continued to fall. Look, Brianna said, the sun is shining while it's raining. Brianna got up and walked over to the top step. Wow, with the sun shining like that, all of those falling raindrops look like diamonds bouncing all over the walkway. Do you see how they're sparkling as they hit? Elena stood up and walked over to Brianna. You do know what this means, don't you? You know what what means? Elena turned and grinned at her friend. When it's raining and the sun is shining. No, what? Brianna could see that Elena was pleased knowing something that she apparently didn't. It means that the devil is beating his wife. It does not, Brianna said. Yes, it does. 
If you don't believe me, then go ask your mother. She'll tell you. Well, I don't believe you because the devil doesn't have a wife. Apparently he does, Elena said with a snarky shake to her head as she moved her face in towards Brianna. That's why the sun is shining while it's raining to let us know that he's beating her. I feel sorry for her, even if she is the devil's wife. It's got to be bad enough to be married to the devil. Then to have him beat on you like that? Then again, she should have known better than to hook up with a creature like him. I mean, what did she expect when she married the devil? Well, I'm not going to let any man ever beat on me, Brianna said. Not ever. They say if you stick a pin in the ground, you can hear her screaming when he's beating her. Brianna frowned and winced. Who would want to hear anything like that? Hey, let's go get a pen and see if we can hear. That way you'll see whether what I told you is the truth or not. Brianna and Elena hurried into the house. Wait right here while I find two pens. Brianna started upstairs to her room, then stopped and looked back. Does it matter what kind of pen it is? A straight pen? A hat pen? A safety pen? Or is it actually a writing pen? Elena shook her head. As long as it pierces the ground, it should work. Brianna came back quickly and handed Elena a large safety pen. They started toward the door. And just where do you two think you're going now? Brianna's mother asked as she walked out of the kitchen into the den, wiping her hands on a dish towel. To listen to the devil beat his wife and to see if we can hear her scream, Brianna said as easily as though she were saying that they were going to the kitchen to get a glass of water. Brianna's mother shook her head as she smiled, but didn't protest, essentially telling Brianna that she had no objections to what they were about to do or the idea of it. Brianna opened the large lead glass door and allowed Elena to go out first. Brianna grinned. She saw her before he saw her, and she ran full force straight into his arm. Granddad, she said. Hey there, 60-year-old Pearson Wright said as he picked her up and spun her around two full turns. He set Brianna down. The two of them now stood close to the man who had come with him. So where are you two going in such a hurry? Pearson asked. We're going to listen to the devil as he beats his wife to see if we can hear her screaming. Brianna held up her safety pin to prove they were serious. Oh, that, her grandfather said as he looked back at what he'd just come in out of. You're talking about the rain with the sunshine? That's a beautiful sight for sure. Rain and the sunshine at the same time, a phenomenon that's always fascinated people. The good-looking man standing next to her father began to chuckle as he smiled at Brianna. Gracious, where are my manners? Pearson said, this is my granddaughter. He placed his hand on top of Brianna's head. The lovely and talented young poet and short story writer, Miss Brianna Wright. And this, Brianna pointed to Elena as soon as her grandfather finished introducing her, is my best friend in the whole wide world, Elena Norwood. Pleased to meet you, Miss Elena Norwood. And this is David R. Shepard, a.k.a. King David, Pearson said, pronouncing it King David. That's a small d, period, capital A, small v-i-d. You're looking at the next world-renowned recording artist. Are you a real king? Brianna asked the tall man with black wavy hair and caramel colored skin. She placed her hand in the man waving hand he presented to her to shake. No, not in the way you may be thinking, King David said, but I do plan with your grandfather's advising and managing me to rule the world of music someday. Sounds like a plan to me, Brianna said. I plan on being the queen of something myself, just not exactly sure what I intend to rule over, but I'm going to 
be somebody great or at least produce something great one day, just like you. I promise you that. A lady at church spoke that word over me last year. That's what she called it, a word from God. I'm impressed, King Davis said, smiling at her as he continued to hold her young hand in his. And I believe that. He gave Brianna a slight bow with his head, then let go of her hand. He reached over and held out his hand to Elena. And you are the best friend of the queen to be? Elena walked over, shook his hand and giggled. Yes, although it's likely we'll both be queens. That's how a lot of us friends roll, you know. Absolutely, King David said. It's always good to be in the company of those who are going somewhere instead of hanging around people who are going nowhere. That's precisely why I hang with Mr. Wright here the way I do. The man is good at what he does. He glanced over at Pearson, and I believe he's going to help me get where I'm destined to be. King David turned his attention back to Elena and gave her a slight nod. So how old are you? Elena asked. King David laughed. Why, I'm 25. You're kind of old, Elena said, turning up her nose slightly. Me and Brianna are only 10. Well, we don't mean to be rude, but we need to finish before the rain stops just as quickly as it started. Otherwise, Brianna won't believe that the devil really is beating his wife. Okay, King David saying the word, but I don't think the devil really is beating his wife because I don't think that the devil is married. That's what I told her, Brianna said triumphantly with a grin. Elena trotted down the steps into the rain and stood in the grassy, manicured yard. She looked back up at the porch her eyes blinking with the raindrops before she eventually shielded her eyes with her hand. Brianna, will you come on already? Brianna hurried and caught up with her friend. They unlatched their safety pin, kneeled down, stuck their pins into the ground, and placed their ears over their respective pins with the rain drenching them and all. Pearson shook his head, laughed, and then escorted King David into the house. Chapter 1. The Waters Wear the Stones Thou washest away the things which grow out of the dust of the earth, and thou destroyest the hope of a man. Job fourteen nineteen. Brianna Bathsheba Wright Waters looked out of the window of their three-bedroom, one-and-a-half bathroom house at the rain. A starter home is what her 23-year-old, three years her senior husband of eight months, Unzel Michael Waters, told her over two months ago when they bought it. Baby, I promise you, things are going to get better for us down the road. Anzel has said after they officially moved in, I know this is not what either of us envisioned we'd be doing right about now, but I promise you, I'm going to get us into that mansion we talked about. I am. She'd married Anzel at age 19, a year and a half after her high school graduation, as Anzel was finishing his final year at the University of Michigan. Unlike most women she knew, Brianna wanted to marry in December. The wintertime was her favorite time of the year. She loved everything about winter. It wasn't a dead period as far as she was concerned. To her, that was the time of rest, renewal, anticipation, and miracles taking place that the eyes weren't always privy to. Winter was the time when flower bulbs, trees, and other plants could establish themselves underground, developing better and stronger roots. Winter was the time when various pests and bugs were killed off. Otherwise, the world would be overrun with them. Brianna loved the rich colors she would be able to use in a winter wedding, deep reds and dark greens, but she equally loved summertime. Summer was a reminder of life bursting forth in its fullness and full potential after all seemed dead not so long ago. 
Summer now reminded her of her days of playing carefree outside, truly without a care in the world. So she and Anzel married the Saturday before Christmas. It was a beautiful ceremony. Her parents had spared no expense. After all, this would be the only time they would be the parents of the bride. Her older brother, Mac, might settle down someday. But even if he did, they would merely be the parents of the groom, which was a totally different experience and responsibility. Anzel Waters was already pretty famous, so everybody and his brother wanted to be invited to the wedding ceremony. Anzel was the star football player at the University of Michigan and a shoe-in for the NFL. As a running back, he'd broken all kinds of records, and the only question most had was whether he would be the number one or number two pick in the first round of the NFL draft the last Saturday in April. Anzel was on track to make millions, more millions than either he or Brianna would phantom ever being able to spend in several lifetimes. Still, Brianna's best friend, Elena Norwood, had been her maid of honor. Elena had grown wilder than Brianna, but Brianna understood Elena, and Elena understood her. Girlfriend, I'm glad you're settling down so early if that's what you want, Elena had said when Brianna first told her she and Anzel were getting married in a year. But I plan on seeing all that the world has to offer me before my life becomes dedicated to any one person like that. Of course, when Elena learned just how famous Anzel was, even before he was to go pro, then heard about the millions of dollars sports commentators were predicting he'd likely get when he signed, no matter which team he signed with. She said to Brianna, God really does look after you. Of course, he's always looked after you. People on TV are talking $86 million over five years just for one man to play, one man to play. And you're going to be his wife. I know you used to say all the time that you were God's favorite. Well, I'm starting to believe maybe you really are. Elena, now you know I used to just say things like that. I don't really believe God has favorites, Brianna said. The Bible tells us that God is no respecter of persons. We're all equal in his sight. Well, we may have the opportunity to be equal, but it's obvious that not all of us are walking in our opportunities. Not the way you do anyway. So you're definitely ahead of a lot of us, not equal by any means. All I know is that you spoke that word of favor with a capital F over your life and look what's happening with you so far. The wedding was absolutely beautiful, every single detail and moment of it. But with the championship game being played the first week in January, Brianna and Anzel were only able to spend one day of a honeymoon before Anzel was off again to practice. Michigan's team was the team to beat with number 22, Anzel Waters, being one of the main obstacles standing against the other team, having even a semblance of a chance. Brianna was at the game in Miami, watching it along with her family. With two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter, Michigan was already a comfortable three touchdowns ahead. In Brianna's opinion, there really was no reason for Anzel to even be on the field. She, her grandfather Pearson Wright, and her father Amos Wright were saying as much when that play happened the play that would alter Anzel's career and life. One of the other team's players grabbed Anzel by the leg as he ran full speed and yanked him down, pulling his leg totally out of joint. With him being down, everybody on the other team piled on him. Anzel was badly hurt. Instantly, his prospective stock for the NFL plummeted. Then came the doctor's prognosis. Even with the two necessary surgeries, Anzel would never be able to play football at that level again. Brianna assured him things would be all right. God still has you, Anzel. Yeah, but if God had me in the first place, then why would he allow something like this to happen to me? Happen to us? 
Anzel said as he lay in the hospital bed. God knows both of us. He knows us, Brianna. He knows our heart. God knows we would have done right when it came to me being in the NFL. So why? Why did this happen? And if God is a healer, then why can't he heal my leg completely? Why can't he make me whole again? I believe that God can heal your leg, Anzel, Brianna said. But right now, we have to deal with reality. And from all that the doctors are saying, football is out for you, at least for now. So you and I need a new direction. That's all. We're going to be all right, though. She lovingly took hold of his hand, then squeezed it. We are, she smiled. So you're not going to leave me? Brianna frowned as she first jerked her head back, then crimped her lip before forcing a smile. Leave you? Where did that come from? Face it, I'm not going to be making millions now. In fact, I'll be doing well just to find a job, any job at all in this economy. First of all, Mr. Waters, I did not marry you for your money or your potential money. I've known you since we were in high school. You were in the 12th grade. I was in the 9th. You didn't have any money then, and I fell in love with you. So if you think I married you for your money, then maybe I should leave you. Brianna put her hand on her hip. I know, Brie, may she, he said, calling her by the pet name he sometimes called her. But do you know how many women wanted me because they saw dollar signs? Yeah, I know. I'm not stupid. I even think you thought about, about getting with a few of them. In fact, who knows? Maybe you did. But still, I married you for you. And I married you for better or worse, for richer or poor. Come on, Brianna. Nobody really means that part when they say it. Who truly wants to be with someone poor? Sure, we may feel that's where we are at the time, but all of us believe our lives are going to get to the better and the richer and at some point, sooner rather than later. Not worse or poor. Well, if me staying with you now after you've lost millions of dollars, that if I'm not mistaken, you never really had anyway, means I meant what I was vowing when I said those words, then please know I meant them when I said them. Okay, so those in the know were saying you'd likely get a contract worth $86 million over five years with a guaranteed $50 million, and now it looks like you won't. So be it. I'm just glad you're okay. You could have been paralyzed on that play. You and I would do what we need to be all right. Besides, you're graduating in May. You'll get your electrical computer engineering degree. Do like most folks and either get a job or start your own business. Regardless, Anzel, I'm here to stay, so deal with it. Brianna flicked her hand. Anzel smiled, then looked down at his hand. God has certainly blessed me richly. He looked up. God gave me you. Oh, Brianna said all mushy as she kissed him. That was so sweet. Brianna couldn't help but think about how far she and Anzel had come since that fateful day. Following Anzel's two surgeries and the rehabilitation period, she'd suspended attending college and gotten a job as a secretary, living with her parents while he finished his final months of college in Ann Arbor. After Anzel graduated, he moved back to Montgomery, Alabama. He was relentless about getting a job, even when it felt like no one was hiring. He was diligent, beating the pavement and searching the internet. In four weeks, he landed a job as an assistant stage manager, setting up stages for music concerts, but was told if he wanted to excel in his business, he needed to be in Atlanta. So that's what he and Brianna did, moved to Georgia. It didn't hurt when Elena told Brianna that she was also moving to Atlanta to pursue her dream of becoming a video girl. At least now Brianna and Elena would each have a friend in their new city. 
Brianna especially needed someone after quickly learning that in his position, Anzel could be gone for weeks, sometimes even months at a time. Brianna continued to stare out of the window. She suddenly began to smile. And what are you smiling about, Anzel said, jarring her back to the present. Spinning around, she kissed him when he came near her. I didn't hear you come in. He embraced her. You were gazing out the window. It looked like you were in deep thought. I didn't want to disturb you. Then you broke into that incredibly enchanting smile of yours, and I couldn't hold myself back any longer. Did you just think of a joke or something that made you happy? Look, she said, pointing outside. He looked out of the window and shrugged. And what exactly am I looking for? All I see is rain, the sun shining, and trees and other things getting drenched. Don't you know what that's supposed to mean? Rain while the sun is shining? He laughed. Here we go again. Another something you learned when you were growing up, like not stepping on a crack so you won't break your mother's back, not walking under a ladder or splitting a pole because it would bring bad luck, not sweeping someone's feet or you'll sweep them or someone else out of your life. No, not exactly like those things, which are merely superstitions. This is different. I'm not saying that I believe it, but they say that when it's raining and the sun is shining, the devil is beating his wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Azil smirked. Actually, the scientific term for it is sun shower. Scientific term, huh? Well, people also say that if you stick a pen in the ground and listen, you can hear her screams. Oh, so do you want to go outside and do that so we can put that old wives' tales to rest? Anzel's eyes danced as he spoke. I'm game to play in the rain if you are. Nope. Elena and I tested it out when we were younger. He laughed. And the verdict was? I didn't hear a thing. Of course, Elena claimed that she did. She said the scream was faint. But honestly, I think she heard something because she wanted to believe it was true. Then she said we used the wrong kind of pen, and that's why it didn't work right. Elena is something else, that's for sure. So how is she these days? Still trying to get a contract as a video girl or video whatever they call them. I wouldn't ever count Elena out. Before you know it, she'll be over here forcing us to watch her DVD, showing how she was doing her thing. He made a quick pumping dance move, followed by the long, outdated cabbage patch. Unzair wrapped his arms around Brianna. She fully submitted, lying back into him, then rubbing one of his hard muscle arms that gently engulfed her. The devil beating his wife, he said with a sinister giggle as they both looked out of the window. Well, now I think I've heard just about everything. Brianna broke away from his embrace and turned to face him, playfully hitting his arm. Just don't you ever try that devil move on me. He grabbed her and lovingly locked her again into his arms, gazing deeply into her brown eyes as they faced each other. Never. I promise you, I would never. I will leave before I ever raise a hand to you. He hurt her. I would never abuse a blessing of God. I'm too afraid of what God would do to me if I did. He gently pushed her slightly away from him to look into her eyes again. Besides, I love you too much. We're one body now. So whatever I do to you, I'll be doing to myself. And I would never lay a negative hand or word for that matter on myself. Therefore, I won't ever do anything like that to you. See, that's why I love you so much. She cocked her head to one side. You really get this whole concept of loving your wife the way Christ loves the church. I wouldn't want our life together to be any other way, not any other way. He pulled her to him and squeezed her as he locked her in his arm, causing her to giggle out loud. 
He stopped, cupped her face, and kissed her with an overflow of passion. 